magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish. The Dutch Arcade Show is here again. You got slunk. What are you I doing? didn't hear it. Did you mute it? No, maybe Zoom is like uh, muting the. Oh, I bet noise. it thought it was an outside noise or something. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, what is up? Welcome to the Tetra Cage Show, uh, episode 540. Maybe that's and, why the uh, audio has been so much better with Zoom because it's like intelligently <laughs> uh, getting rid of weird stuff. noise, like slinky I mean, sounds. Totally. I mean, do your thing, Zoom. But yeah, it was just creepy because I watched you slinky and it made zero noise. Really? <laughs> I thought something weird sounds, happened. Sounds but anyway, blinking now. You don't hear this? No, it is trying to mute it. You can like kind of hear it, but it, oh, yeah, it's wow. definitely trying to mute it. That's funny. How do you how do you how do you whitelist a noise? I don't know. <laughs> autoimmune. Send an angry email to Zoom support. Yeah, I can't hear my slinky. On video calls, Zoom. Right. The only thing I, I I specifically pay the premium price for Zoom. I know to hear know. slinky sounds. Yeah, yeah, that's unacceptable. Um, but anyway, yeah, here we are. I don't know if the people listening heard a slinky or not. I'm guessing not, since I didn't. But uh, welcome to the podcast. And uh, we missed last week's show. Apologize about that. Had some things going on. Um, which I, I got guess a lot we of stuff do, going uh, on. What did I have going on last week? On? I don't remember. You... I thought it, that was your problem last week. It was oh, well, yeah. more my problem. You were um, you found a house in Sacramento that had a, a chain link fence around it, so you decided to jump over it and yeah, uh, smash Invade some cameras and steal a bike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's all things that have happened to me. Um, no, I had to. Um, it was annoying because so we had a we redid our pool and then we had a pool guy coming out and he's doing the startup chemicals because it's a little bit different process to get brand new water going and ready for a pool and especially to get it right so that the new plaster can like cure properly. And what stuff. did it end up costing to fill your pool with water? Have you figured that out yet? Uh, don't know. Yeah, mm -hmm. don't know. But um, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I've heard that water is kind of at a premium and uh california these days so i mean we got tons of it we just we're selling it all, all off to nestle and stuff so they can make bottled water and then we and ship a bunch of it to southern california so infinite, it's not like there's a lack of uh, water it's just about how we use it <laughs> infinite almond trees i guess but of course like if, if you're a if you have a lawn you're an asshole and and water it then you're a terrible person but uh, we can it's... we can sell hundreds of millions of dollars of water to nestle to make bottled water <laughs> it's the um, same thing with like getting rid of straws or like the huge yeah. impetus to like, we must get rid of plastic straws. Meanwhile, like these companies are just like slashing and burning the earth. And it's like, oh, well, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. At least yeah. I'm not using a straw today. Well, I did. I did see a thing like um, talking about like the uh, global warming and all that stuff and like carbon emissions and things like that. And it's like if you added up like every car in the world, like running, it's actually like a 2% of the problem. And like the 98% comes from like, corporations like factories yeah running and stuff like that i do <laughs> really it's like, like one this. of those things where they want to put it on cars and make people yeah, think yeah. that they're the problem but in reality like it that doesn't even do a dent yeah, i'm sure my numbers are way off on that but you know. i don't know i just i like this trend recently of like roasting celebrities that are like taking like five minute long flights yeah. and stuff <laughs> yeah. i find that to be very amusing i do love that but but if i was anyway, a billionaire i would take five minute flights so so you know whatever I, get I probably would too. I mean, you know, why whatever. would I be bothered to take a car if I yeah. own my own plane? It's going to take me 30 minutes to get to San Jose from San Francisco when it could be taking eight <laughs> minus the 22 minutes it takes to get to the airport and board the plane and get ready and to taxi and everything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, um, so anyway, uh, last, yeah. So we had a pool guy coming out to do our pool, um, chemicals and stuff like that. And we were going to meet him last Friday at 7 30 and then that worked out nice because we had um the insulation people coming to pump our walls full of insulation and blow all the um stuff into the attic all the insulation into the attic they're going to do that between seven and nine 
So it's kind of like money. It was like, cool, I'm going to be there for the pool guy. I'll just hang around for the installation guys. And and then I had a doctor's appointment in the afternoon. And so I was like, that window in between, I think will be, it'll be about, we've been recording earlier the last few weeks, but it would have been a more normal time from like before, like 11 a.m. my time or whatever. So anyway, didn't work out because the installation people had to reschedule to 11 to 1. And so I ended up being stuck at the house like all day barely got done in time to make it to my doctor mm. <laughs> and then by the time i got home with that it was like pam had to work and i had to take on the kids and it was just like man the whole day was shot for everything what a, what i think a, i posted the game of, the game of the week at like 10 o'clock at night or something what a fancy person to be going to doctors and stuff i'm just gonna i'm i'm going all el natural i'm just gonna yeah suddenly die of a infected cut or something like that the fun thing about going to the doctors is that uh you know, they'll, they'll send you in for different things and you, you never know what the copay is until they tell you to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> it can be that rules. Hey, a 30, $30 copay for a regular doctor visit. That's not so bad, but then you go for something else and it's like, okay, that's one fifty, And you're like, Oh, well, I'd rather not have this done. But anyway, uh, again, that's why I'm just going to die in my sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Save so much. Money. Definitely the cheaper way to go. Yeah. I agree. Um, but anyway, so yeah, our, house update is that we are um insulated the guys are there this week um fixing all the holes they have to drill holes in your wall to blow the insulation in mm -hmm. it's pretty crazy there's a lot of them um so you have to go yeah, every 16 inches up and right yeah it's yep. yeah in between every stud cavity so um yeah they're patching all those holes and getting everything prepped and then they retexture the bedrooms and paint them and then the whole house will be painted and new walls. Surprising and, you guys um, detextured walls out there. Like, I feel like that's extremely dated, but I guess it's a uh, the, well, the texturing is like 99% smooth. It's yeah, like uh, it's called it, knockdown texture, right? Knockdown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, compared to the texture that was on there, which I guess was probably original to the house, which is very textured. Yeah. Um, this is more like mostly smooth, but that's a big reason I decided we weren't originally going to do this in the bedrooms. And then when you're walking into the hall where the bedrooms all are and the textures all new and modern looking, and then you see in the bedroom, then it's all like eighties looking. You're like, I, we might as well just do these stupid bedrooms too. Now the whole house looks consistent. Might as well just spend all of our money while we're, might while as we're well. at it. I mean, like, you why? know, there's not going to be a future to retire in any way. So what's a retirement good to me? Anyway, well, so, okay. um, that's my drop dead my sleep plan. So <laughs> good to go. Yeah. So anyway, uh, like by next week, we should be all done painted and then we can start on the floors. And that's the final big key to getting things really going. And then they'll that's install well. the uh, kitchens and bathrooms and stuff like that. And that should come uh, together pretty quick. At least it did at my house when I was doing all that yeah. around like cabinets yeah. are like a day. And then it's like, oh, my yeah. kitchen's done. That's neat. Right. Yeah. So I'm really hoping. I think like the best case scenario would be end of September. We can actually start moving in again. Um, realistically, it'll probably be sometime in October. But once we can at least start moving things back in. And right now, everything I own is is just piled up in our living room where we're not redoing the floors yet. Um, so it's just like stresses me out going over there and seeing like beds and everything. Just like it looks like a tornado hit that room. So well, that's cool. Uh, be nice to put the bedrooms back together once all that stuff's done, even yeah. if we're not ready to move in yet. So anyway, yeah, but that was my Friday last Friday. That's why we didn't have a show. So apologize about that. But here we are today. Uh, it's actually Wednesday. Yeah. We we're recording going early to Chicago for another wedding. Yeah. Uh, which I, I mean, it's this like really irritating uh, age of my friends group where it's like, we're at the tail end of weddings where it's like, mm -hmm. no one's getting married anymore, but now it's yeah. fucking baby showers. Yeah, yeah. And it's like i <laughs> i just want to get to a point where i am free from like gift giving obligation events mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like can we just go back to like playing tony hawk and drinking beer instead of no buy me this 500 dollars stroller man who are you buying a 500 dollars stroller for I... and where were you when i had kids there aren't the all strollers that expensive i don't know no like, i don't know the people i know they, they make these registries they're like what kind of millionaire you expect is gonna come to this thing yeah no there's some crazy bougie like baby stuff for sure but yeah uh, yeah we uh actually 
this past Sunday, uh, our youngest turned one. So that was kind of fun. He had a little party and um, he's extremely close to walking. That's cool. But um, it's also been nice because we're not having any more kids. And so like every time he grows out of a size of stuff, it's like, cool, we can get rid of that. Whereas before it was like, box it up and save it for the next kid. Um, and so that's been like a gratifying feeling because babies have so many clothes and stuff and there's so many different size changes and then a bunch of different toys too, where it's sort of like, yeah, just, we can get rid of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's cool. Like getting rid of baby stuff is cool. Cause it's like donating it to some, uh, someone that has like yeah. a very direct need for it. Right. As opposed to yeah. like, I kind of feel like when I donate stuff to the thrift store and it's like all like men's yeah. large t-shirts, it's like, does the world really need another angry bird shirt right yeah as opposed to like oh here's this high chair that you know some some person really needs and well pam's really good too about going on like next door or facebook or something and like finding someone like in the neighborhood that's like a mom that needs stuff and so we've actually had a lot of the stuff we've given away has gone to like the same um it's actually like the grandma of the mom to be so she's like prepping to have a baby Mm. and is getting all the stuff in order and we've um either given or sold for super cheap a lot of the stuff to her um which is nice you know it's going to another kid that's going to use it and whatever yeah. so but anyway someday i will be very happy to get rid of all this stuff but then they just you just they get more stuff it's like a cycle that never ends so you must consume jared kids are like the cl- most clutteriest thing in the world but. must consume yeah yeah well with all their you know they have like um these plastic like toy cars that they can like ride on and stuff like that, or like that red and yellow um, like buggy them... car that every kid in the world ever had. Just get and... them started on emulation devices, and then yeah. you'd have shared. <laughs> I have interest. actually uh, the toddlers into the Miu Mini, but it's probably but yeah. All their plastic toys, I just I pile up and set on fire anyway. I just burn them, melt them down, and inhale the fumes on the way out. That's uh, a good way to do it. Yeah. Um. So what do you, uh, what were you going to talk about today? I have this new controller we could talk about. Have you, Where's my phone? Oh, do you, you don't watch, uh, any of the fantasy stuff that's very popular. You're not a game of Thrones person or, and will not be a ring rings of power person, right? I will not. I don't think I'll ever care about anything. Wow. Sorry. How do you, well, how wait, rings you... of power is. So Lord of the, the Rings, right? Yeah, the Tolkien stuff. And then the King of the Dragons is like the new Game of Thrones spinoff. Uh, House of the Dragon. House yeah. of Dragons, yeah. I, I don't know how you're able to survive in modern uh, the modern internet without an opinion on mm. the new Game of Thrones, Jared. I don't know either. How am I? What am I missing out on? You just like, <laughs> can, you, can you sleep at night without having that? No, I don't generally sleep at night anyway. Oh, but um, I have I've I've wanted to watch Game of Thrones ever since it came out because everybody's just like, it's so good, and I'm like, okay, well, but I just haven't ever gotten around to it. Yeah, well, yeah, and now I don't know if I care. Yeah, I mean, I guess the good the good thing about shows that have like fully aired is you can just like totally binge through them on a you mm-hmm. know, couple weekends and be done with it, yeah. you know, as opposed to being teased yeah. along for years and years and years and years. That's true. That's true. But um, I don't know. Yeah, I you know, on a I, list of like shows that I would think are worth watching, I would put like Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul and like a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff like way higher in the priority list than Game of Thrones. Yeah. But yeah, that Saul is one I've been wanting to get back into because we when it first came out, we watched like the first season and then fell off and haven't watched since. And I guess that it's the final season. But what is it like the sixth or seventh or something like that? So uh yeah actually we fell off and during the last mid-season break and like the Mm. show's over now and i just like Mm -hmm. haven't committed to like the okay let's watch the last six episodes which seems really dumb because we're super into that show so yeah 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 i um but what sucks about that is like i'm now at this point it's been so long since better cross all even came out i'm like well i want to rewatch breaking bad one more time (laughs) to lead into it I've rewatched Breaking Bad a few times. That show's so good. It's yeah, I think I've only watched them uh, twice ever, which um, is not enough for Breaking Bad. I've been uh, rewatching, and when I say rewatching, I mean it's on in the background while I play Steam Deck. Um, yeah, Trailer Trailer Park Boys. Oh yeah, That's which like 
I don't know. That show is like it ebbs and flows in quality. So, yeah. so thoroughly, like the first yeah. few seasons are so good. And then like, it just gets so dumb and then gets yeah. better for a little while. And then yeah. like Netflix picks it up and then it's just like, okay, let's just do these like goofy things where we like include a celebrity or something like that. Right. Like, <laughs> like let's write a plot line where like Snoop Dogg comes and like, it's mm. just, I don't know. It seems it seems like it kind of, I don't know, but that's, that's the case. Like I can't, it's hard to think of a Netflix show that they've picked up that, you know, was like a fan favorite that got canceled. that Netflix mm-hmm. then picked up where it was like the episodes that they did after that were anywhere near as good as the yeah. original. Yeah. Um, Cause like when they picked up Arrested Development, like Arrested Development, like if you've ever seen that like season, like one and two is probably like some of the smartest comedy that's ever been on TV. Mm-hmm. And then you watch like the Netflix episode and you're just like, man, this, this just sucks. Like, why did they bother doing this? Well, I think no. um, the, the, the tough part about Russia development too, is that they ended it well when they knew their right. time, their original time was up. They right. wrapped things up in a really smart way and stuff. And it could have just been left that way forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I, you see that a lot with um, shows, um, like a lot of the British shows are only two seasons because they think like that's as long oh, as right. it is yeah. to, to be good. Yeah. And I, there, I think there's a lot of truth to that. Maybe more than two seasons in a lot of cases, but like there's shows where it's like, okay, yeah, it got popular. Now like season five, season six is just like not as good as it was. And that yeah. it's hard to keep writing new stories and stuff for that long. So um, I don't know. I'm sort of a fan of like, as much as I love shows, like I'd almost rather them end after a few seasons oh, yeah. of really good stuff then just drag it out and so it drives me nuts about stranger things it's like to me stranger mm-hmm. things would have been like such a good one season show mm-hmm. that i think everyone would have loved and it just would have been like one of these classic things that yeah you know it just remains extremely good but then it was like yeah. i don't know this is really popular let's just keep fucking doing it until yeah. the kids are just like old not kids anymore <laughs> yeah. and just sort of weird and i don't yeah. know I think it's tough too, like when you have a really tight, like one season story arc that then things blow up and you get renewed for a bunch of seasons and you have to like add on to it. I feel like stories feel like Mm -hmm. they're just tacking things on as you go. That is like, oh man, you can tell this wasn't thought out to be how things were. Do you remember the show Prison Break on Fox? Yeah, I do. Like, so that that's like such a good example of that, because like um, I remember so much of the original hype surrounding Prison Break was like this is like a, a 10 episode movie. Like it, mm-hmm, it you know, it mm-hmm. was like a big part of the marketing push was like, this ends, you know, like, yeah. like you gotta, you gotta be a part of the phenomenon before it's over yeah. kind of thing. And then it was so popular because like the premise of the show was like this guy's, uh, this guy was like super duper smart. And his brother was like, I think wrongly imprisoned or something like that. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or like set, like set to prison for life for like a murder he didn't commit or something yeah, like that. I remember you know? that. Yeah. And so his brother who's super smart, like, disguises the plans of the prison into his tattoo mm-hmm. on like which is like, like full body tattoo and it was just like mm-hmm. such a clever premise that and yeah. then like you know the shows would be like him like getting a little bit further and further into like the breaking out like uh-huh. by by like going through a clue that was like in his tattoo like yeah it would have uh-huh. like a snake that was like the design of like the electrical schematics or whatever you know <laughs> that's awesome and it was i thought it was such a cool show and then it got really yeah. popular and did one of those like mid-season breaks and then it was like oh guess what this is not ending with season one <laughs> and you yeah. could and it's like so weird to go back and watch because you can like tell exactly where that decision was because it was like yeah. this extremely like succinct like okay cool we're building up to this this is going to be really cool and then it's like oh wait now everything's fucked up and like oh my tattoo doesn't work anymore and like right you know yeah. all this other stuff. Uh, i don't i don't remember I how they, that stuff they swerved it but like yeah i remember checking in on it like a few years later and it was like they were out of jail but like running from the law in mexico and had like yeah. I, I don't know just like really odd how they kept that that's so frustrating on. because like a cool prison break story that just mm-hmm. ends they get out or whatever like that it could just be that yeah and then end yeah, I mean, that's why I love, you know, games, movies, TV, whatever, that just like yeah. have a really good ending, you know, like, yeah. yeah, and even if the ending is like mysterious or whatever, like, that's still cool. But like, I just, yeah. I don't know, it just it really bums me out when like stuff just gets like milked to the point that like, no one really cares about it anymore. And then it just kind of yeah. is over without yeah. an ending, you know? Yeah, yeah. More that's just because it got canceled risk. or whatever. 
mm-hmm. or everyone just lost interest and there was, you know, the actors slowly started leaving or, yeah, you know, right. whatever else. So you never had the opportunity to have like that really satisfying ending. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's a thing. Things, games should be shorter. Shows and movies should be shorter. Let's just finish things off. Let's just have yeah. endings. Yeah. Beginning just and ending. End it and make something new. That's, yeah. Uh, that's... What's wrong? What's so wrong with that? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, um, Anywho, uh, let me talk about this little controller thing real quick because um, Razer sent this to me and um, so didn't really know a, how to review it. A controller that's a backbone-like in form factor, right? It's a backbone-like. If you're watching the video, this is the box of it. Um, so it's made for iPhone only, has a lightning connector. It's a um, slide your phone in and the back of the controller expands to fit so whatever it, phone. That's kind of game vicey. Um, it's a little right. game vicey and it's it's so similar to the backbone that I I if they're both on my bed and I look down, the only reason I know one is the other is because the backbone has an orange button. And mm. this one doesn't. Are they but, are gonna be at the same price point? Do you know? Uh I think so. I think this one will be a hundred bucks. The backbone is a hundred bucks. Um Do you, but does, the, MFI doesn't have analog triggers, right? Because that yeah, they do. Um it, do these both because that the razor one yeah. looks like the triggers are bigger. Uh, they are. That's actually my biggest. Um, so if, you know, just comparing these two. Well, first of all, so it's a slide in and it has a lightning port. But as we've talked about a few times on the past shows, it actually has these rubber membranes that come out that you can put in that kind of. Um, so if you have a phone with a case, it, you can actually take this little rubber membrane out and you have more space. And I think this might also um apply if the camera bump is different on the new iphone Mm. so we've talked about like these controllers getting um you know if a new phone form factor comes out or whatever then you can't use the phone anymore or the controller anymore so i think companies are starting to think of that sort of thing and and build in stuff like these rubber membranes which should um accommodate not every case but a lot of cases and um it's a good thing and then so yeah the my favorite thing about the razor is these analog triggers which feel so super good and actually the bumpers feel really good too compared to the backbone i wouldn't say the backbone are terrible but these analog um triggers are very feathery Mm -hmm. and i found myself like accidentally pressing them down without even realizing it just from gripping the controller and it's not a huge deal but it's annoying enough and then the bumper itself is pretty mushy and loose as opposed to their face buttons which are clicky and tight and amazing so hop over to the razor, which has super much stiffer and much higher up analog um, triggers that feel really good to push down. Like you can definitely, if you were playing a racing game or something like that, you'd have a lot of control over your throttle. Mm-hmm. And then their, their um, shoulder buttons are still a little, a little like not substantial enough, I guess you could say, but they, they have a, a better click to them. you you know, you're pushing it and, and, making the button trigger compared to these which sometimes just feel a little mushy and you're not totally sure you've clicked something this one tells you you've clicked something and then another cool thing if you can see on top is this little button next to the triggers which is like an auxiliary extra button that you can map in their app to be what you want is that the same button as like the stick that click the stick in or is that like no you click in also these are actual additional buttons oh and so there's one on each side up here and the cool thing about this is if you're playing a um, shooter or something like that, you could map that to be like reload or something that you'd normally take or grenade. So that you'd totally normally take your, your finger off the right analog stick to press a face button. You oh, can map to this button instead. So is it is the idea? Is it mapped to like specific functions in a game or can you like map that R4 button to like X? Yeah. You map it to an existing face button basically. Oh, interesting. Okay. Cool. Um, but yeah, it's it's like a cool bonus, like not something I've ever felt like I needed because I don't play a lot of like COD mobile or anything, but a lot of people do. Um, and so it's a cool thing that I wish like I really love. The thing I don't love about the Razer is it has micro switch buttons, which is a good thing. But man, these face buttons feel like butt and they are very close together. Mm. And I, it's, it just feels like it's not. It feels too light to make the button trigger in, right? Whereas the backbone, you push it. That's like, you know, you've pushed it. You know, it clicked. It has a really good satisfying 
feel. That's one of the things I love most about this is the buttons are really good compared to like every other MFI controller yeah, yeah, yeah. that feels like you're just pushing air or something like that. So how does um, um the does this come does this thing come with like a case to put it in or no it does so not like that that's my complaint with with these different things is like they're mm -hmm. kind of like an awkward size and that kind of like plasticky connector in the middle just kind of screams like hey if you throw me in your bag I might break kind of yeah. thing. Uh, I don't think so. I the 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 back spine thing or whatever that extends or whatever is super solid. Like you'd have to be a real a hole to somehow bend and break this. It wouldn't mm -hmm. get broken just from throwing it in a bag, even if you had junk against it. These both feel really really durable actually, and like well constructed compared to like what we're used to with MFI controllers for oh, years. Yeah, yeah. That just felt like janky plastic junk. Um, these ones both feel really substantial, and I've noticed because I have taken the backbone with me a lot of places. It's like it's it doesn't fold up small, but it it's very thin profile, and it's easy to throw in a backpack. Like it fits in a lot of the pockets of my backpack. It doesn't take up a lot of space like a Xbox controller would, right? Like yeah, that yeah, thing's yeah. a big chunky dude. Yeah, very um, thick. And so the Kishi, the new Kishi, is very similar in that manner. Is uh, it's it's very thin. And doesn't take up a ton of um, like space, I guess. But yeah, these things are so similar. It's crazy. But so anyway, the things I don't like about it, I don't like how the face buttons feel. And that's a big deal. That's something you use constantly. Does the D-pad um, have the same feel as the face buttons then? The D-pad is also micro switch. So you can probably hear, I don't know if you can hear the clicks or not. Zoom okay. is probably doing some editing. But um, so you can feel like each direction has its own click. And then the backbone is actually a membrane D-pad. I've never had a problem with it. I don't know if one would be... I have to do some more like comparing between the two and playing D-pad games um, to know if the micro switch D-pad is that much better or not. But in my experience, like the backbone one has been fine. Yeah. Maybe I'll play like a fighting game on the, the Razer and be like, oh, this is, I've <laughs> been like, missing out on this. One of these things that where like some people have like extreme opinions on like, oh, membrane yeah. controls are trash. I only play yeah. micro switch. I think it's a very yeah, subjective type thing. So and then as far as the analog six go, I would call them equal between the two. Like um, they both are tiny. They both kind of feel like Nintendo Switch analog sticks, but they're OK. They have good resistance. They click well. They're good for being small analog sticks. Um and it's annoying that the face buttons have such a bad feel to them because the the like auxiliary buttons, like the start and select and stuff, have a great click to them. Like if these face buttons click like these buttons do, I'd be happy. But instead, they don't. There's like almost no travel. And I feel like I would just be accidentally triggering them like constantly. Um, so anyway, I don't know. That's If I could take the backbone and add these top analog triggers and that auxiliary button and everything to it if i could swap that onto the backbone that would be like the ultimate controller because i think everything else i like better on the backbone compared to the razor hmm. but they're also so similar oh and here's actually let me show you one so does other the, does the razor have the shit that the backbone does where you can like uh record game video or whatever you can and you can um link it to i think facebook and youtube is the only two services right now um, so you can actually like stream or capture stuff or whatever. Um, and their app is the Razer Nexus app, I think it's called. Um, it's like good for just displaying controller compatible games and having suggestions and stuff like that. That's about it. Like is app wise and definitely like, um, you know, social functionality wise, the backbone app blows it out of the water because you can create an account, you can have friends, you can save clips you can add games that aren't in the backbone app that have controller support you can like add them to the app so it's there and handy and it's just such a better experience but as um I have a surprise oh, a new challenger <laughs> oh let's see how this does to our internet um but as razor likes to point out in their marketing stuff you do have to pay a subscription oh, someone to be has like a their backbone speakers on too what a member or whatever hey there he is hey mikhail uh, so anyway, we're just talking about this here Razer, new Razer controller. So, and then here's um, this is maybe like my bigger criticism with it. So here's my phone in it, right? Um, you can see down here, it comes very close to the bottom of this controller here, and then there's actually extra space here up top. 
And so when you hold it, there's not a ton of like space for these fingers. Like if you're just gripping, it doesn't feel as comfortable at and that's all. that's a, is that a max size phone or a normal size? This is phone? a regular size iPhone 12. See, I think if you had like the max size phone that would fit in there pretty well. well I think if I had a max size phone, it would go completely to the bottom. Yeah. And I don't, I don't like that because look at the backbone. See how much space, like the lightning connector is much higher up where it mm. connects. So okay. the phone is flush at the top, but then it leaves these nubs at the bottom. And those are um, awesome. I haven't, I didn't realize how much I use that for comfort when I'm like gripping the controller or whatever. And so the, the razors definitely like set lower down where you slide your phone in and it connects and stuff. And that's probably another personal preference type thing. But it's something I noticed right away where I was like, oh, I, like, I don't have anywhere to put these fingers that I normally wrap around a controller. Um, so I don't know. That's another thing. But I definitely don't think it's a bad controller. I think um, I would still recommend the Backbone if they're going to be the same price. And I think um, Razer is probably going to be more widely distributed. You know, like they probably. sell Razer, Razer oh. junk at my Walmart, you know. Probably, without a doubt. Yeah, they sell and, Razer and, stuff in India as well. Yeah, I, it wouldn't be... Uh, you know, if you wanted a really good controller, like this is a really good controller, but just as somebody who's like a backbone diehard and has used one for hundreds of hours, comparing the two is definitely like, it's not going to replace my backbone or whatever, but I'm happy that they're releasing more controllers like this that are like slide in direct connect, no Bluetooth mumbo jumbo. Um, I think this is sort of like the ideal for something like, like I actually just convinced my buddy who, um, he has a kid who's like a month younger than my youngest. So he's like 11, 10 or 11 month old baby. And then he has another one due next month. So he's going to have two kids a year apart. Um, but anyway, he plays a lot of mobile games and stuff. And he was asking me, I think he asked me about the game vice or something like that. He's like, is this good? And I was like, oh, you know, it's like fine. But like, here's the things I that I aren't great about it or whatever. And I was like, I sent him a link to the backbone. I was like, this is my favorite, but mm. it's also a hundred bucks. Um, and he actually found one on offer up for 50, <laughs> somebody in the neighborhood selling one. So he went and bought it for 50. As so I Whoa. asked him just the other day, I was like, how is it? Are you using it and whatever? And he's like, oh my God, I use it all the time. That's and he's like, the thing about it is how easy it is to slip your phone in and get going. He's like not having to connect Bluetooth, anything or have a clip on or any of that stuff. And I feel like that's my experience too, is like, man, I use this thing so much more because you can just kind of slide it in and go. Um, that you still get that with the new razor too, which I think is good. So, well, uh, watch the iPhone 14. It'll be like the first iPhone that's all USB C after we've like finally probably. hit like these really good like lightning controllers. Probably that would not surprise me in the least. But, I mean, um, how many times I feel like has that happened where it's like, oh man, this is like so oh, yeah. good. Like, I'm <laughs> so happy with this form factor. And then it's like, oh, uh, guess what? Apple just released the thing that just totally yeah. broke that. Apple's a dream crusher. So, I don't know. We'll see. Well, that's cool though. But when is yeah. it, when's that the new Razer one coming out soon, right? Uh, I don't know. Mikhail, do you remember? I think it, I don't know when it's actually launching. The yeah, embargo I, stuff's I, tomorrow. I the embargo is tomorrow as of this recording, but uh, we'll have to check when it's actually launching. I haven't looked at that either. I yeah, completely forgot sure. tomorrow is September. <laughs> I guess yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if it, it's pretty soon. It seems weird. They would send you like something that far in advance if it's not like, oh, and you can buy this next week kind of thing. You know? Yeah, I think it is going to, it seems pretty ready. Um, and then I think that also looks like very at some like point. final packaging too, you know, as yeah. opposed to, which yeah. I wouldn't think you would get if, you know, it wasn't right. right around the corner. Yeah. And the, yeah, they just released, they just released this for Android like over yeah. the summer or something like that. So it's like, it, the Android one is is slightly different, but um, it's not like they haven't, you know, been doing this already. You know, this is just the iPhone version. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's cool. I don't know. It's uh, it'll be interesting to see like more controllers like this coming out, and more people realizing that like controllers on mobile is a really great thing. Um, more and more people starting to use them or whatever. And the, I don't know if you can do this with the Razer, but the the Backbone too, you can use as like a PC controller, which that was something my buddy says he uses it for all the time too. And I was like, really? oh, that's weird. I never bothered doing that, but that's cool that you can. So it's like your go-to controller game. Like when you want to like fuck around with like a new controller, it's <laughs> a short list. I've been playing of... Dismantle still. That's oh, kind of yeah. the one I go into. The but 
that's another cool thing about Apple Arcade is that so many of those games have controller support too. And so it's fun to just cruise through that library and just find something um, to play with the controller. But yeah, good stuff. I think I'm gonna I'm looking forward to trying these out when I like when I when iOS 16 releases and they add Joy-Con support officially and the Pro mm -hmm. controller to see yeah. how everything works together because uh, I think when they added PlayStation controller support you still have you still have a lot of games that don't show the PlayStation buttons they still just yeah. treat it as an Xbox controller so right. that's that's fine for me but I'm sure a lot of people who only have like a PlayStation for them it's a little annoying to deal with that so we got to see what happens because uh, there are some games that still show PlayStation and I assume now it's going to be even more work for them because they need to show Nintendo Switch buttons, you know, like yeah. swap positions. It's such a pain. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that's true, huh? That's a weird thing that you would never really think about being a, an issue. Yeah, because but... when I play when I play Monster Hunter on Steam Deck, I just auto I set it to show me PlayStation symbols because I'm more used to that. Yeah. And a lot of games do that, but like Spider Man doesn't. So I've been. Like like a fool, I bought Spider Man at full price after saying I'll I'll wait for a discount or something. But did you buy it? it? Yeah, I think I got yeah. Mine in. For like forty seven dollars on. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I mean I got it from yeah I got it from CD TV. Keys through a friend of mine. That was the best deal I think for for buying it over here, and uh, it, it's like the third next gen moment for the Steam Deck for me after Elden Ring and Final mm -hmm. Fantasy VII remake, like. These three are like just I'm blown away that these are on a handheld. So yeah, yeah. I need to um, replay Elden Ring. I kind of with that easy mod because I kind of like capped out in that game and like I don't I loaded it back up and I was like I don't even remember what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, because I'm like I've parked in thought, front of a but... boss that I can't beat and like I don't mm -hmm. you know I don't know where to go from there. So I don't know. Look yeah. They've done quite a few good mods. There's a seamless co-op mod which I wanted to try, which just lets you and a friend just play the whole game together. You don't need to do the bullshit co-op nonsense of that furled finger and golden finger. I don't even remember. Feels like Elden Ring's been out <laughs> for that, over a year now. <laughs> is that a, a mod or an official patch? That they... No, no, no. It, it's a mod. It's a mod for the PC version, mm. which lets two people play the whole game together as That's any cool. I... modern multiplayer game should be. Yeah, it never made sense to me why they like the the so the way they did multiplayer in that game, it was like there was like multiplayer zones you could summon someone into. Yeah. Like, but that was like yeah. it. And like if you left the zone, your game disbanded or yeah, whatever, if, which like if you it, it related to the area boss or something. So if you if you had beaten the boss, you can't summon your friend over there, but he can summon you or something like that. They they always do this stuff in the Souls games, and I was hoping uh, I, I mean, I, I can speculate that the game would have sold more if it had this, but it's like the best-selling game ever and like the best-selling yeah. game of the year. So <laughs> I don't think it mattered much in the end, but it would be good to have that in the next game. Yeah. Yeah. I need to, I need to beat it, but I don't know. Sekiro, Sekiro's on sale for uh, 30 bucks again. I might. That That's really difficult, but I loved it, but it's really difficult. Yeah, I'm trying real hard to not buy any more games. Is there an idiot mode? It's hard for stupid people like me. If if you if you can get along with the parry system in the game, it'll be your favorite Souls or favorite FromSoft game. But if the parry system doesn't click, I think you won't enjoy it. Mm. Yeah, you could probably buy it on Steam and try it for a bit and refund it if you don't want it. But just don't buy I... it from a key site because you can't refund it. I would never refund a game. I'm way too lazy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I do it. I always feel that way when people. So yeah. When people re refund mobile games, I'm like, "You bothered <laughs> to refund like a three dollar game?" Like, I think I, back. like I said, I think the the one I remember the most is Super Mario Runs in app purchase because that game just annoyed me when I played it at the time, and I said, "I no, love I Super need Mario Runs." Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even know they give you a refund for in-app purchases back then, but yeah, they did. Didn't see any other really crazy sales this week? New World is down to twenty bucks if you want to play a dead MMO. No, no, I, don't. I think I could do World of Warcraft for that. But no. <laughs> Wild Classic just released Wrath of the Lich King. I'm kind of excited for that, but I don't, I don't have time in my life for 
that level of bullshit anymore. For any oh, I picked up Age of Empires 4 to try out on Steam Deck. I'll probably download it after deleting Spider-Man because it's huge as well. So That seems like a hard one yeah. to... That's a mouse game, right? It's RTS. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's why I wanted to see how it is on this because I'm, I loved Age of Empires 2 as a kid and I never, I didn't enjoy the third one, but this one was cheap enough, so I just picked it up last week or something. Yeah, I, I was playing the uh, playing the PC version for a while um, and enjoyed it, but I don't know. I just kind of got bored of it for whatever reason. The, the campaign is really cool because it takes you through, you know, like all these different like historical sort of things in a really cool way. And yeah, I don't know. I'd be curious to hear how it is on the uh, Steam Deck. It looks like it's Steam Deck playable, but not yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, and I also picked up Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the, the Konami collection, which released yesterday. Or oh, I think it released earlier today for y'all. Heard some good things about that. I haven't played it yet. Yeah, I love it. I played it on Switch, and I, I, in fact, tested it online with Sean as well last week. And I, I just, like, loved it, and I bought it everywhere. So <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. I, I'll need to spend some more money then. Yeah. Well, what do you got for uh, for news stories here, Jared? Yeah, let's fly through these because uh, I'm fading fast, man. Can't do this Wednesday thing. Um, first up is uh, this is uh, Mikhail did an interview with uh, Mike Rose from No More Robots. Um, they just brought the senders to iPhone last week or something, week before. Um, and it's Pretty cool. They used our buddies at Noodle Cake Games to do the porting, which I think mm. is interesting. But um, yeah, Mikhail ran this interview with him and touched on a lot of interesting subjects um, like, you know, releasing a premium game or, you know, had they thought about going through a subscription service like Netflix or a- Apple Arcade or whatever, which um, is kind of interesting. They said that they were pretty deep into talks with somebody about that and that um, when the game was ready to go, like nobody was responding to them about when they could release it and stuff. And so they were like, screw this. We'll release it ourselves as a paid game. They released it at 10 bucks, said it's doing well, said um, tons of people. It's even paid on Android and um, tons of Android people, I guess, have like sent them death threats and stuff about the game not being free or whatever. So kind of amusing. But anyway, apparently the mobile version has done really well. I think it plays really well on a touchscreen. It's like a good setup game for that. So um, it's interesting to see noodle cake getting back into porting because like remember that was yeah. like their one of their original claims to fame was like all these ios developers ios indies had android or ios games and we're like i don't fucking know anything about android and yeah noodle cake and they did it all yeah did it, a million was, it was actually a really smart idea <laughs> but um but yeah i haven't uh i'm not really sure what noodle cake has been up to other than that sort of thing so they, they did some apple arcade stuff as well that's right. But, they did, huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but Apple Arcade's feeling like a big blur right now, except for this month, which we'll get to in a bit. Yeah, I actually because, will uh, talk about that one in yeah, a minute. But yeah, but yeah um, this, this interview with uh, I, I, I used to follow. I mean, I still follow him, and I used to. He used to post a lot of information about Descenders because you know there's this whole thing about Game Pass and people saying it doesn't help developers, and then you have some people saying Game Pass yeah. saves games and stuff like that. Yeah, and I remember Descenders was in Game Pass, and he used to post like a lot of stats that they've gotten this many sales or yeah. this many players because of Game Pass and stuff. So yeah. when I came to mobile, I was like, "Yeah, I think this would be a nice conversation to have." And yeah, yeah. I was surprised. He said the Android version was selling better than iOS at some point, yeah. and then after yeah. that, the the mobile version is selling better or as much as the console version and stuff like that because yeah. it, it's pretty uh, it's pretty demanding visually. You know, on Series X, when I when I played it before the iOS version released, it it does not run perfectly over there as well, and that's the most yeah. powerful console right now. So, I think they did a good job with the port. So, still playing yeah. it on and off. So, yeah. Well, the game stuff, the Game Pass stuff is interesting too because um, I tried it on Game Pass way back when, and um, would not have tried that game otherwise. But like, oh, I yeah. definitely saw people online talking about how it's cool. But like you look yeah. at it and you're like, I don't really want a mountain biking game. Like I don't get it. You have to sort of play it to get what that game is about. And it's not, it is a mountain bike game, but it's also very different than like a typical like extreme sports game or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I think being able to play it on Game Pass and see that 
um even though i didn't really stick with it i definitely was like oh this game is cool like i get why a lot of people are into it or whatever um so in a game in a case like that i think something like game pass where you can try it with no risk is super beneficial to a game um and like you know people getting hooked on it and, and playing long term so i mean uh, sam barlow's sam barlow's new game immortality which got delayed on yeah is is out in game pass and i think it's the highest rated game on game pass right now i think it has like really oh, wow. yeah it's been getting 10s across the board i just downloaded it last night i haven't had time to play it but i really want to see what what's making people give it a 10 like consistently yeah. i think i saw like at least 11 sites just straight wow. life changing experience and stuff so really <laughs> yeah, um, no yeah it's on it's on xbox cloud gaming too so i was actually going to try and play it okay. on my phone <laughs> before the mobile version the actual mobile version comes out but um yeah that's interesting to hear that's good though i mean not surprising that guy makes really good games but um speaking of making really good games so sigma theory finally got announced for iOS um it's coming out in October and you can pre-order it now um at eight, for $8 for the iOS version um yeah this is kind of interesting because this is from the uh out there developers and oh, um, I love that game yeah yeah we uh had talked about this game coming to mobile for like ever since it was announced and it never it always seemed like yeah it's coming yeah no we're going to do it yeah 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 and then it yeah. never happened um so it's kind of cool that it finally is happening it's actually coming through plugin digital um being published on mobile through them which i also thought was kind of interesting but yeah the uh out there games are awesome i haven't really followed sigma theory closely or played it on any other platforms or whatever so i'm not super current on what it's all about or anything like that but just knowing it's from the out there people it's like okay something I'll check out especially with it coming to mobile finally so um if you were cited for that years ago when it was first announced now it's happening you can pre-order for 8 bucks um the iOS version so that's cool but uh yeah that should launch sometime in October and uh this was kind of an interesting thing Valve posted this thing this week about um they put together <laughs> Like Valve is such an interesting company to me because it's like uh, any random person could just be like working on something that seems like very not significant in the grand scheme of things but they're just like cool with that or whatever. So like how many how much time and resources did they put into putting this thing together but they put together like a booklet about the Steam Deck and it features a lot of like information about the console, a bunch of like prototype photos and kind of discusses its like history and things like that. um and you can download it in a bunch of different languages in pdf form just for free um but they're also they printed a bunch of physical ones and they're going to have them at Tokyo Game Show um so you can actually have like a steam deck like coffee table book or whatever what i just think is like funny that they took like the time to do something like that yeah it's really bizarre i mean like i don't know <laughs> like who is this for like that was i think it's cool like i think it's a cool PDF or like it could be a few pages and and like I remember when they first released the Steam Deck like part of the press kit was a lot of these prototype photos or whatever. And I thought yeah, that was yeah, super yeah. interesting. I was like it's so cool to see how many different form factors they tried and and whatever. But um yeah, I don't know. It just feels like I I, I don't know. It feels like huffing your own farts sort of to be like Did you, me, did you see <laughs> It's cool that like it, you know, like the, I thought that the history aspect behind it was cool how it was like they kind mm-hmm. of telling the story of like, oh, first we made the controller and then we made, you know, the little yeah. st- streaming thing which allowed us to do this right. and this and this and then so that was neat but like again, you know, if you like what is what is the purpose of this because uh it's not like there's a bunch of steam decks sitting on the shelf and like valve needs to do this as like a marketing exercise like, <laughs> right like if you yeah. wanted to buy one it's like okay you're getting it next year kind of yeah thing, you know? so <laughs> i i definitely want the i want the physical one though so just to have as a memento uh, i don't know you could did you notice the, the games yeah <laughs> i could did you notice the did you notice the games they featured at the end of this booklet mm mm So it, they basically have this at TGS and uh, the games they showed over there were a lot of them which are like a lot of JRPGs and a lot of games which are popular in Asia and Japan. Uh-huh. So uh, I was I was actually surprised at two of them because I own those games and I didn't know they were playable on Steam Deck so it it was useful for that at least for me. Oh really? But uh, 
Yeah, but otherwise it, it it's it's a very weird thing they release because releasing a PDF for this just feels weird to me. But yeah, the physical book would be nice to have. I yeah. think they should include it in the case when they ship you the deck when someone buys it because it's a nice. It'll be like a nice thing you see when you open the box, which they yeah. also need to fix. Man, the box is like bizarre. It's like a normal shipping carton which they've just picked up from somewhere. You know the Steam Deck, the box it comes. Oh in. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't yeah, I've know. Heard, I've seen a lot of people have problems with it. Mine, I'm not a box collector, so I don't really. Well, mine arrived in perfect condition, but I've I've seen a lot of people have issues with the shipping or whatever. And then for a while, they're apparently not doing this now, but they were printing companion cubes and like the Steam Deck logo and like right on the label, it was like this is a five twelve gigabyte Steam Deck or oh, whatever, yeah, yeah. putting all this information on the outside that was making them more of like attempt people to. Uh, tempted to to take them like the delivery drivers and stuff like that um and they i guess stop doing that but i always feel like it's usually smart especially when shipping expensive electronic things to have it just be in a totally blank box basically except with yeah the, i don't know i i still wonder like how overblown like the fedex stealing steam deck things is like was there more than 10 that were stolen i don't know man you read oh, the for sure you read the steam deck I mean... subreddit it was like if you got a steam deck <laughs> you're lucky because it's like yeah every one of them are getting stolen you know but even if it was like a thousand that got stolen that's still like a fraction of how many they've sold and delivered so far but it just seems like more overblown or whatever but yeah like it's also pretty sketch like uh a lot of the stories of from people having them stolen or whatever, like it's pretty shitty. Yeah. <laughs> I would be pretty pissed. So, um, whatever. But uh, but yeah. So the Steam booklet thing, um, free to download the PDF, and it's worth reading through and looking through if you're interested in the Steam Deck. It's definitely got some interesting info. I just thought it was kind of a funny thing though too. Yeah. Um, and then speaking, staying on the Steam thing, um, Valve is beta testing a new steam mobile app which is like holy moly how long is this the steam mobile app is so bad i was annoyed by this because when i first saw it there were still slots available on the test flight and i was like oh that's neat cool and but i didn't realize they just fucking linked the public test flight in in there until like a few hours later when someone was like oh shit it's full now and i was like wait what what there was a test flight i could have joined i just saw like I did the, the same thing. <laughs> the headlines and stuff. I was like, oh, neat. Okay, yeah. cool. I'll get it yeah. when it comes out. Yeah, that's... um. If you're on Android, you can still test. But on iOS, the test flights are limited to 10,000 people. So that filled up. Um, but Quickly. you can... Um, a lot of people are posting like screenshots and experiences with the revamped app and stuff. And it seems like it's going to be a lot better. I've always... It's for years puzzled me that the steam app is so bad because there's so much cool stuff you might want to do from steam that you could do from your phone yeah it's really that, um, I, I don't i don't know if it's like the problem is it like does so much but like it does all those things poorly right now like yeah. i originally was like oh maybe it's just like a chat app but like the chat stuff mm-hmm. sucks on it it feels like one of those apps that's just like a web interface yeah yeah disguised as an app or whatever it doesn't feel native or anything so i'm really looking forward to them improving that experience um, it'd be cool if they built in some cool stuff with Steam Deck in mind too that you could do from your phone on your Steam Deck or whatever. But we'll see. But they, Hopefully, they need to do the uh, maybe maybe the beta does this the like login with QR code thing that like Discord does. does. That. It does. Yes. Okay. Cool. It does. That is a big deal too. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that. I, they didn't say when it's going to release, but they said it's like coming pretty soon, and that's why they're doing this beta testing stuff. So look forward to a new Steam app your phone which will be excited um this is kind of a big story this week the playstation acquiring savage game studios to basically become their mobile division studio um recent months playstation has made some moves and kind of made some news that they want to be more in the mobile mix so um this is a big step towards that they're going to probably start doing a lot of mobile specific stuff with all of PlayStation's big IPs. Um, So it will be interesting to see what happens with that. But yeah, I don't know. I think uh, it's interesting to see Sony's game plan compared with like Microsoft's game plan, which theirs is like um, play Game Pass and play it on anything that you can run it. And that includes like your phones and tablets. 
as opposed to like it seems like Sony's going more the route of like here's a here's our mobile uncharted game or something you know like its yeah. own mobile game or whatever savage game studios is a, is a weird one though for them to pick up because like those guys have not launched a game right yeah uh, i think just like have. worked on stuff correct? oh really or... no they they worked on triple a stuff at other studios and then they founded this in 2020 and mm-hmm. they've been working on something since then but they haven't actually released anything from at least i could see mm. and under no, sony see. they have a triple a live service battle royale or was it just a triple a live service shooter i don't remember i yeah. should because i just wrote about it but yeah they said triple a something live service something and they mm. said it's too early to show it but they are working on it and they said they would be joining the new playstation studios mobile division so i assume mm. they're gonna get more people on board or more studios into that okay but i don't know what this... they'll do because like they'll probably just have like free to play versions of like Uncharted or Last of Us or something, or you'll have like companion apps and stuff like that. Or are they going to get these people to do actual ports and stuff? Because they bought Nixis, right? The the developer from Europe mm-hmm. who did the Spider-Man port, which all of us love now. Mm-hmm. So they, they are a PC porting house. So I don't know what's going to happen on... I don't think we're going to get premium ports from them for sure, though. Probably just going to have think... like spin-off things. I think they see things like um, Call of Duty Mobile and want to do stuff like that, where they're like, okay, let's make like an Uncharted multiplayer game that's like a live yeah. services game or whatever. Mm-hmm. I see something like that more than like, let's port actual like PlayStation games to, to mobile. Yeah, I mean, you never know though. I mean, like, you know, if you would have gone back five plus years or whatever, like, and I told you like, hey, yeah. you know what? Like God of War, Spider-Man and like Sony's biggest franchise is just going to be like on Steam and stuff. That's true like, too. No, they won't. Those are console yeah. exclusives. Yeah. Yeah. I think their I think their money Spider-Man. move though would yeah. be um adding, you know, they could always tie mobile ports of like PlayStation or PlayStation 2 games or PSP games and stuff like that to like their PlayStation Plus subscription, whatever it's called now. Their sort of Game Pass equivalent. Cause um that would be pretty sweet. And I, I feel like Sony's position on 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 backwards compatibility has always been like we don't have this super powerful new console playing like a playstation game like that doesn't make sense to us it makes us look bad we think even though the reality is like nobody thinks that nobody thinks like oh the ps2 can only look like crash bandicoot like no but you know putting those games on like a um, mobile device they have no problem with that and like that would be really exciting to a lot of people i think if there was like a library of ps1 and two games or whatever even three or four, really. I mean, hardware could handle it. So it's a, yeah, it's, I mean, an interesting sort of like circular thing because, like, if you look back at the PlayStation Vita when that came out, I mean, I think you mm-hmm. could make a real strong argument that, like, one of the reasons among the many reasons that the Vita ultimately failed was that it came out like right around the same time that like smartphones were starting to get really good, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it was like, I already have this thing in my pocket that can play games of the quality of infinity blade. Mm-hmm. Why, you know, and this was really before like free to play, like everything started to become mm-hmm. free to play. Right. So it was like, why would I spend $250 on this thing when I already have this 40, thing in my 50 pocket? bucks a game. Yeah. yeah. When I already have this thing in my pocket that basically kind of does the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I kind of wonder if Sony's not looking at, you know, that whole thing, like 10 years later now being like, Hey, you know, we have all these like portable game experiences that yeah, would work pretty well. You know, that were designed to be portable games. Dude. So many Vita games are like touchscreen compatible and stuff too. It's like, man, they could do a lot of minds. They could do a lot of cool stuff where they could just release really shitty free to play cash ins. I mean, like, I don't know. or or That's true too. Well, they, they just did the backbone partnership. Yeah. They do have destiny. So, I mean, I don't know. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, but they uh that backbone partnership where they released the PlayStation branded backbone controller or whatever, like that's yeah. pretty sweet. Sell that with like three months of PlayStation Plus that also lets you play a bunch of PS1 or two games on your phone using that controller, like that that would be cool. Like I'm not a PlayStation person, but I would almost want to do something like that. Um, so I don't know, we'll see. But PlayStation is definitely getting their nose deeper into the the mobile rabbit hole which uh is probably a good thing um and then this is the last thing i had to talk about this week but also in my opinion was the biggest surprise big news of the week um apple arcade as they always do towards the end of the month 
they um, add some games to their upcoming section in the store, um, basically for the next upcoming month, everything that's going to be coming out each week for the next month. Um, there's five weeks in September this year, and uh, they announced five new upcoming games. Two of them are really big deals. The first one is Shovel Knight Dig. Um, this game was actually announced in 2019 back when, um, or was it 2020? 2020, when um, Yacht Club did their first ever like digital showcase thing, which started to become like really popular at that time because of the pandemic and stuff. Um, but anyway, they they did a digital showcase and talked about a bunch of their upcoming stuff and they revealed this game. And I remember at the time, it really blew my mind because it's being co-developed with Nitrome, which has long been a mobile game developer mm, of tons yeah. of really good mobile games. And so I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like Nitrome is making a Shovel Knight game. Like that just seems like a really great fit. And, um, and so then you kind of didn't hear anything about it after that. Um, I even wrote about it at that time and speculated like, hey, this is Nitrome. They make mobile stuff. Maybe this Shovel Knight game will come to mobile. Like it's stranger things have happened. Um, and then you didn't really hear anything about the game for a while. And then they did their this year's digital showcase was in February. And they actually did give an update on Shovel Knight Dig saying that it was close to being finished. Um, and so this is this week. It got announced that it's going to come out on September 23rd as part of Apple Arcade, um, as well as on the same day, it's going to release on PC and Switch or just PC? Yeah, it's on, no, it's on Switch as well. Yeah, I'm PC and PlayStation Switch. And Xbox later. Yeah, that's right. That's what it is. So on the 23rd, it'll be PC, Switch, and Apple Arcade. Um, interestingly, on PC and Switch, it's going to cost 25 bucks. Um, that's, that's five months of Apple Arcade or maybe even six months. So um interesting to see that you're going to be getting a 25 dollars brand new game on apple arcade um yeah. on the same day as on other platforms it's kind of cool that's a big get i think for apple arcade but also more importantly i think this is a game that looks really well suited to like a mobile game more than anything so um really excited i've always wanted to play this ever since i saw it i think it'll be really good and then um the other big game that was announced was horizon chase 2 which uh, is kind of interesting. I didn't even know a sequel was in the works. I guess that's part of the, that's the point. But um, yeah. Horizon Chase actually just this year celebrated their seventh anniversary, which kind of blew my mind too, that that game's been around that long. And man, they just up kept updating Horizon the original Horizon Chase forever. That whole entire seven years, they've added new DLC and new up free updates and put it on a million platforms. And it's been a really big success. Um, Horizon Chase 2 will come out on Apple Arcade on September 9th. So uh, is that next week? Yeah. And then um, it'll come to PC and consoles next year. So this will be a, a limited exclusive to Apple Arcade in the beginning. Um, and it looks awesome. There's a new trailer for it. If you like the original Horizon Chase, um, this one definitely looks a bit different. It's definitely it's hard to say better graphics because the original game was totally going for like a retro look, like a low, lower poly sort of like um, old school kind of look. This one looks more updated. It looks more like a modern game or whatever, but it still kind of has like a retro feel to it. But um, the big news with this sequel is that all of the game modes are going to have online multiplayer, which I think oh, is really cool. cool. Um, I, have been so like... I have not been following the Apple Arcade drama lately, but has there been more games that have left the service that you that's been on your there radar? There has not. And I haven't seen any um, appear in the app as like leaving hmm. soon or whatever. So um, yeah, I don't know if it's just uh, was that one time three year expiring deal point and maybe they structure deals differently now too as they they learned as they went or something like that but i i have almost no doubt that there will be some more games leaving at some point but oh i'm sure yeah um yeah that that original batch was kind of shocking but so anyway yeah september and apple arcade is going to be a big deal um shovel knight dig and then horizon chase 2 those are the two big ones that really speak to me but then um there's also a couple other interesting things there's going to be it's like a, a cutesy match three game called Garden Tales, which is like not my cup of tea, but like I bet those games do so well on Apple Arcade. Um, and then there's uh, Grease Plus, which is a game that came out um, on mobile in 2019. And Mikhail, I think you reviewed it. Yeah, I love and, that. Uh, yeah. Really, really good game. Award winning. Yeah. Very 
uh, visually striking kind of game and really poignant story and stuff like that. So a, a nice get for Apple Arcade for people that haven't played it already. Um, and then the uh, last game, which is actually the one that comes out this week, which should be out by the time you're listening to this uh, podcast, um, Hank's 101 Trivia. And this is made and produced by Tom Hanks. And um, I guess he's a big trivia guy and wanted to share that with the world. Um, and so they made this game and um, it actually looks kind of cool. Like uh, it's got a lot of like live, um, like competitive trivia stuff. So you can like play with your friends and family and like compete on. Leader reminds me of the, remember the, the, the Jeremy Renner app. No, <laughs> oh, it was it was the weirdest was thing. Kind of like that. Yeah, it was just like people made like remade Instagram, but it was like only for Jeremy. Oh, Renner. I do remember, remember that? that. Yeah, this is like the the Tom Hanks equivalent of the Renner well, app. We'll see. I, I I don't know. I I sort of was like that's weird, but also it looks like not a bad trivia app. Um, so we'll see what that's like. That comes out this Friday, so I'm actually curious to check it out. But um, yeah. Uh, that's September in Apple Arcade. It's going to be a big month, and um, coming at a good time because man, that n- almost nothing came out on Netflix in August after they announced so many things, and they were talking about having their fifty-plus game library by the end of the year. They're going to have to hustle and start re- rapid-fire releasing stuff to hit that point by the end of the year. So I don't know what they have planned, but hopefully it's something because it seems like we wrote about some up- upcoming Netflix games. And then they reached out to us and we're like, oh, actually, that's not right. We're They kind of reshuffled a lot of things. Hmm. And so I'm sort of wondering what's going on behind the scenes with them, if maybe they were announcing things when they weren't quite ready enough or, or something. But um, it, it's cool to be like the consumer in the middle of two like heavyweight, like game subscription type services trying to battle it out with like big gets. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of cool. So yeah, I mean, September, I think, though, I can't imagine wins. Netflix. Yeah, I can't imagine Netflix maybe they'll surprise us and and announce some really big things to counteract apples or maybe they don't even care about each other and they're just doing their own thing anyway too but it is exciting because i subscribe to both and so we all win in the end yeah but all right that's everything i had to talk about mobile game news wise this week uh anything you guys want to add before we drive the bus into the lake no i don't think so i'm not going to be around next week so I, next I week might, either i might are you going to pax i might be no i might need to go up to minneapolis for some work stuff that's where my office oh, is but okay i don't know so that's your cue that we're probably not gonna have a podcast next week maybe i have no idea i'm just letting that putting that caveat out there now that i might have conflicting travel plans that's okay we get Jared to come on and on wednesday again <laughs> yeah, maybe i need to see what i'm doing yeah We'll, uh, I'm sure I've got crap going on too. So, uh, you know, at this point in time with everything going on in our lives, it's like we podcast when we can podcast the best we can do. Nothing wrong with Um, that. (laughs) Okay, cool. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. And as always, you can help us out by, uh, visiting patreon.com forward slash touch arcade. And uh, also doing your Amazon shopping through touchrk.com forward slash Amazon. Please send us an email at podcast at touchrk.com. Is that podcast? Yeah. Uh, we didn't get any emails this week, but we love hearing from you. And uh, you can talk to us about anything via email. It's always cool. So with all that said, thanks again for listening. And we'll be back with another episode of the Touch Arcade Show next week. See ya. Bye.